On the Record with White House correspondent April Ryan. I just had the pleasure of watching this great movie, Blind Spotting, by Oakland-born actors David Diggs and Raphael Casal. Thank you for talking to me. I mean, this is amazing. At a time such as this, this was 10 years ago that you had the concept. And now for a time such as this, when you have all of these police-involved shootings and the mindset has changed over the last two years, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily um, as prominent, even with the video. It's not as prominent anymore. And you were talking about empathy. How do we empathize at a time such as this? David. <laughs> well, I think it's it's work, you know? I mean, that's the... You have to make the choice to work for it. And one of the one of the big sort of themes of the film is that you're never going to see something that you're not conditioned to see uh, without working for it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we for sure have the capacity to see everybody's perspective on a thing. You just have to be really active about it. And so that's, um, you know, if there, if there's any argument that this film is making, it's, it's f- for that kind of work right now to, for us to all take the opportunity to turn our heads to see in our blind spots. Mm. So, Raphael, this is about Fruitvale. It started from Fruitvale, correct? Um, you guys are from Oakland, and that really impacted you. But since then, you know, we're sitting in Baltimore. We've had Freddie Gray. You know, you talked about Tamir Rice in Cleveland. We've had Eric Garner, who's still, whose mother's still looking for justice in New York. Eleven times, I can't breathe. He cried out mm. and died in police custody. Um, and there, Trayvon Martin, uh, uh, vigilante. Um, we can, the list goes on. Michael Brown, the list goes on and on. And even though some of these kids may have had records, they were still human beings. You said something very profound while you were talking. It's about em- empathy. And there's certain people you're not trying to get. Who are you trying to reach with this movie? Well, you know, the, the first thing is it's a movie and it's entertaining and it's, it's, it's a, you know. But it speaks to the times. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we wanted to make something that was, that was culturally relevant and that would, that would put a bit of a mirror up to society and say, is this who we are? Is this who we want to be? I think when we're, when we're talking about affecting any sort of, uh, any sort of change in the conversation. It's about narrowing those small gaps between seemingly, uh, seemingly similar people with slightly different circumstances. Right. So what I always, I think we were referring to what I always say uh, when we talk about what we want the film to do to say, I'm not trying to, in any conversation, I'm not trying to go up to a, like a Trump supporter and change their mind. I feel like that gap is too wide at this point, but I am trying to narrow the divide between people who are essentially on the same side, but are missing, um, the 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 uh, the important issues of each other um, between communities that that, that are, are facing different things or that prioritize things differently um, and and I think when we what we're most excited about with this film is is if at the end of it you are rooting for Colin mm-hmm. who is a convicted felon who is you know at a point carrying a weapon and. Uh, 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 you know, and as a poor black man in this country, and that's who you're rooting for, and you can do it in the theater, then you can do it in the country. Well, as someone who has followed history for the last 21 years up close, as you guys know, you were talking about the memes that you've watched with me in. <laughs> the real, we've watched the real we've videos. We've also watched the real videos. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> Less of the memes than the real yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, so I'm a nice person. I'm not... I'm, I'm a news nerd. I like, are I, you? I'm, okay. Yeah. I, I, Sometimes it's called self-care, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but 
let me say this. As someone who has studied history, particularly for the last 21 years, watching that movie, you kept taking me there, and, and I was like, oh, my God. I mean, everyone I was watching, they had their hands on their heads. They had their hands over their mouths. I was screaming, Lord Jesus, just make them leave. You know, it was just, you took us there. Everyone does not have a clean record, but I thought about the Kerner Commission, and and David, you you've been in a play about history, Hamilton, mm -hmm. you know that's still gripping the nations, gripping the world, with the story of this historic one of our founding fathers who was flawed. Mm -hmm. I think about our nation that's still trying to grapple with this issue. I think about 50 years ago, the Kerner Commission report that came out, do you know, you guys know about the Kerner Commission report? There were a lot of cities in the nation that were on fire because of police involved issues in the community. Mm. And that was 50 years ago. Mm. LBJ came up with this 11 uh, person uh, panel to create this report. And then in 2018, you guys have got this movie that you started 10 years ago and it's still happening. History repeats itself. If anything, do you think that this could shed light on some dark spaces? I mean, Oakland, Baltimore, Cleveland, New York. Well, it can, it, it, it can hopefully start a conversation or help with a conversation that's potentially uncomfortable. We don't like to be taken out of our comfort zone, particularly when it has to do with us, with things that we are missing or that we are complicit in or whatever. This is ev everybody, right? Um, what art is good at is giving us a thing to talk about that's outside of ourselves, that's external. Mm -hmm. So we can all watch this movie and we can talk about we can talk about, oh, is Miles a villain or not? Or what was the officer going through or what? There are lots of different stories being told and what are, there are lots of different perspectives to talk about in the film. Um, through talking about that, we can sort of maybe also be able to examine ourselves a little bit or our, you know, or our, our situations a little bit, our voting practices a little bit, things like that, right? But it, it acts as a surrogate. Um, and one of the reasons we tried to make it so true to life and so contemporary, so much about right now, was so that we couldn't um, we couldn't let our circumstance in this country off the hook, right? Um, we tried to make sure that we were living in a, a real current time so that those things are affecting those people that we're watching. So if we're going to consider that, if we're going to have a conversation about that, we are ultimately also having a conversation about ourselves. Raphael, Black Lives Matter. But also, and I don't want to give the story, I don't want to, uh, spoiler alert, I'm not going to give it out. But when there was a confrontation with a police officer, I felt Blue Lives Matter, that you were putting that Blue Lives Matter and what the blue life was thinking at the time. And you got something, your, your character was like, really? I'm like, and it was, it was very, without giving away the story, it was poignant. Do you feel that this is, Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter, or just putting the story out there? Well, <laughs> the I know blue, it's deep, right? <laughs> blue, blue Lives Matter is a super problematic phrase because it's really just to shut down a movement and it's not actually to advocate for anything, so it's a bullshit phrase to begin with. But um, I do think that um, we did not try to. There is a police officer in the film, it is not his story. His story gets told on the news every time the shooting happens. The person who died doesn't get to have a moment of court. Um, and we, we never resolve that case. It's so rare that anything happens. But so you did get his feeling at the end. You well, did. this is the thing, is yeah. that the function of the film is to tell Collins 
to tell Colin's side of the story. Um, but we get nothing by turning the police officer into a monster. We have this, the firm belief that like anyone, anyone who takes another human's life, badge or not, has to deal with the repercussions of murder. We don't get to see that on the news. That person disappears forever. You know, or we see little traces of them in the news over time, and it's usually bad news because at the end of the day, it's still murder and it still affects people. So I think we, we had Ethan Embry play the police officer. We think was so brilliant about that, and about the way that he played that officer, is that he plays that officer as just a compl as complex of a character as anyone else who is also suddenly in a new context in his life and has to deal with his choices. Wow. Well, I'm just going to say this. The movie was magnificent, and I thank you. Um, it takes a long time to create something magnificent, you know, and, and I appreciate it. But you left a lot on the table. I could see so many different scenarios where part two, blind spotted part two. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for you. To, I'm waiting for you to do something with your hair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was one thing. Val was another. It's a lot on the table. And you, it's a lot. Yes. I mean, we're trying to get this one out right now, and then we can we can start we can start thinking about what's next. But uh, you know, I think the there are there are so many stories in this world to be told, right? And hopefully, you know, if if a bunch of people go and see this one, then that also not only opens the door for more blind spines, but for more stories like ours, and for more stories from more storytellers who we don't often hear from, who also have important stories to tell, who have been working for many, many years on getting those stories told, right? The more, and and we're standing on the backs of, of Fruitvale stations, and of Get Outs, and of, you know what I'm saying, and of um, Moonlights, and of all uh, other films that took a long time to, to happen that were from storytellers that we didn't know necessarily were were folks who we needed to have stories from. So you know, I think um, a big a big part of the work we're interested in right now is how do we shine the spotlight on other storytellers telling other sides of the story. You know, we've told this one, and it's a very small piece of a very large existence. Raphael. Park. All right. Well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to put a big spotlight on this because this movie, everyone, black, white, Jew, Gentile, Protestant, Catholic, everyone mm -hmm. needs to see this. I thank you guys. Thank you so thank much you. for being here. so much for thank being you. here. Thank you. With this week's On the Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a Product of American Urban Radio Networks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.